0: Auckland. I'm Corey I'm Nigel. And this one's a special one for you Because we haven't got time to record But we still give you an episode That's how good we are Absolutely So you're getting some NZ Film Festival 2011 films
1: But first we're going to just start off With the what's on for a change
0: Exactly So if you're one of those people That turns off before they hear about What's on in Auckland Like you live in London or something
1: Too bad It's interesting anyway You fucking listen to it Because we actually get to talk about What we think's going to happen
0: Yeah Nigel puts a lot of effort Into this part of the show <laughs> And I get to leech off it Pretend I run something serious
1: That's right for example, out this week is Hannah. Now, oh, fuck this you. is a Tell perfect opportunity it. to I talk know. about Hannah before we go in. Because I, I haven't I been love that shit.
0: any attention. We've been talking about this shit for like eight months now.
1: This was on My Most Anticipated, and you gave it a special mention during yours.
0: That is awesome.
1: Still that keen on it? Yeah, ridiculously. I've gone the other way. That first trailer and the poster, you're right. Child Assassins, sort of like when Natalie Portman did Leon.
0: Oh, but now you've realized it's born supremacy, but with a girl.
1: Once I realized that, that was even better. The second trailer, it's shown that one of the main bad guys guys is the dude played Simon off in the loop the guy who said the war was unforeseeable right yep fuck his performance looks dreadful like
0: he's playing like an eastern european or one of those bad
1: like real camp effeminate it's not often that a performance from a trailer comes through as being shocking
0: like some of the bond bad guys are pretty terrible they're barely in it they're McGuffins.
1: could be it's still probably in my top 10 most anticipated shit I'm looking forward to Yeah. although I can't believe we didn't have Drive in there
0: well I'm gonna skip that fucking second trailer and just stick to the one I've yeah. already seen well
1: it's out like today or some shit So. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's been out since April in the US. We really? haven't heard anything about it. I know. That's a worry. Tom Hollander was his fucking name. Simon from In the Loop <laughs> that I'm real worried about. good thing I have heard about it is the score by the Chemical Brothers. Yeah, I, I heard that as well. Saoirse Ronan, which I notice is a 16-year-old playing a 16-year-old. How often do you see that? Fuck all. <laughs> She's the chick from The Lovely Bones and The Way Back. And she voiced Arietti. Eric Banner, Kate Blanchett, from the director of Pride and Prejudice, Atonement, and The Soloist. No? I've seen The Soloist. like it? yeah. Probably the other big one for the week is Final Destination 5, 3D. There you go? Yeah.
0: I know I got turned around on 3D films. I didn't get turned around on Final Destination fucking 5.
1: Before I knew what Final Destination was, never heard of it, Ant bought number two because it was the most funnest, goriest film ever. I went along and saw it in like 2002 in Chinatown or some shit when Ant bought it over. It was as phenomenal as he said it was. As he bought this one? Real Rube Goldberg style deaths. Like they just set up these ridiculous things. This happens, this happens, this happens. Fantastic. I think I've
0: seen one that's set like in a motel. I think I've seen one of the Final Destinations or something like that. It was my Amusing.
1: I've seen number two, fucking adored it. I haven't seen one, three, and four, and never heard a good thing about them. Yeah. What is it that has got you so anti them? Oh no, nothing like anti them. You sound anti them.
0: No, more like I'm not risking fucking the fifth in the series. I've seen like glimpses of five minutes. So put your head around the corner of the lounge and watch five minutes, and it's like, wow, that's terrible. You know exactly what's going to happen. Like they're very unoriginal. Oh uh, wait, that's the wrong word. Maybe they give it all yeah, away. Yeah, because if you've
1: seen number two. I
0: don't know, like they will do a slow reveal across a room to show a barrel of oil and a thing and a nail gun. And and you're like, oh, he's gonna nail gun, the oil's gonna catch fire, and the sheets and the cinema'll explode, and you get decapitated, and then roll, and then that would happen, and be like, yawn.
1: Wow. Okay. There's someone who's never seen a Final Destination. It's always exactly what you think is not gonna happen happens. That's the hook. I'm speaking just of number two.
0: Okay. Probably probably continue that hook. Inventive deaths doesn't really entertain me. I need no. more than that. This sounds terrible.
1: Which part sounds terrible? If I'm like, it's full of inventive deaths, I think this sounds awesome.
0: I'd be like, the title puts me off. Probably the cast will put me off. there will be that American pretty teen vapid
1: just yeah knock them off quickly like Tucker and Dale correct Tucker and Dale was a little bit different because I don't
0: know this will be slick it'll be filmed on fucking sets everything will be painful about it (laughs) who knows listen the thing is I'm not even anti it you're gonna go see it so I don't have to (laughs) I would wait and talk to a friend about this sort of film if someone came back and said it's fucking awesome then I might take the missus but to go and risk like hell no
1: this is a series where death is the baddie and he's just wiping out glossy teenagers in fantastic ways this is like a train Ground almost for directors. This is what I'm thinking it is. And whoever did number two, I should look it up. Went all out, and it was so enjoyable. Number five could be the same. Who knows? And this guy who's doing number five, the only thing he's done before is the underwater doco where James Cameron built those yeah buzzy cameras works. and shit. This is his second film.
0: What was his role in the first film? He was the director. Holy shit, that's weird. You put a lot more thought into this than I have. All I've done is heard the title and maybe seen a poster and gone fuck no. If
1: someone I know sees this and goes it's awesome, but I want to know what's that thing that triggers you. The poster looks awesome. Nah, it looks terrible. It's a skull with nails going through his eyes that's awesome how metal is that Puzzle
0: that. I do not like the Jasons I didn't like the Hollywood that
1: didn't say it on the poster
0: it's the teen dying genre <laughs> Scream, and Dale. Scream 1 I liked Tucker and Dale was alright yeah it would probably be alright if, if
1: they changed the name to Tucker and Dale 2 yeah
0: probably not that didn't need a sequel
1: you don't like the 5 in the title definitely don't like
0: the 5 in the title right. how much more can they ring from it I don't
1: get it Tony Todd's back from the first 2 I know him as Candyman I think he's in like Platoon I think and, and David Kickner, who's Todd Packer from The Office and Whammy from. Anchorman he's in it as well, so some okay talent behind it. 50 50, i want to go see. But I can see your point of things that look good or maybe bad, and you'll wait till someone sees it and tells you. Larry Crown's still playing. I witnessed all that. Terrible. It's awful. What a dreadful film.
0: But he's like, goes back to school, and she's a teacher, and they don't get along with her. It then could have gone along.
1: well. It's Pam Greer. It's Cedric the Entertainer, who's often funny. Is he? When is he not?
0: Why would I ever watch anybody called Cedric the Entertainer?
1: Wow. <laughs> This is fascinating where these prejudices come from. I got issues. You didn't like his poster? What is it? I don't know. Taraji P. Henson, who was brilliant in Benjamin Button, Brian Cranston, Walter White from Breaking Bad. Toad. Everyone you see on screen is someone who's done something awesome. Except for maybe Tom Hanks. Yeah,
0: but we know that i Even Julia
1: Roberts <laughs> has done awesome stuff. So yeah, this was a fifty fifty. You let Nige go and see it and let you know, I'm letting you know wow it was a major fail ignore everybody else who were the first two tom hanks julia roberts what
0: was the gist of the film
1: i can see that smirk <laughs> on your face what i'll do here like... is insert a clip from me telling you about it three weeks ago when you said
0: that doesn't look too bad but that seems like a rent watch with my missus on the couch type movie
1: small screen written directed and starring tom hanks Ooh, uh it's really? also got he doesn't do that many actually julia roberts cedric the entertainer pam greer pam greer nice walter white he looks, looks all right i totally i'll watch it one day it wasn't even sweet it was painful it was painful because it was oversweet. everything was over explained every box was ticked everyone was in the right place at the right time
0: I suppose that's the worst it could have been like the best it could have been for me yeah you're right maybe this film that's coming out that stars these two if
1: Nigel sees it says it's awesome I'll download it and watch it on the slide with my girlfriend
0: yeah that's the best I can you're hope right. for if this film comes out it's the top of it's league if it's the best rom-com of the year if it's the best Tom Hanks Julia Roberts film of the fucking decade if this is the new pretty woman see to me this is that I look at
1: the posters, it's even the same fucking colour. The poster looked exactly the same as the Kids Are All Right poster. Those two I enjoy that. could have been the same movie. The Kids Are All Right is one of my favourite movies of the year before Film Fest. Larry Crown was one of the worst things I've seen this year. That's why I don't know how you can make judgments from posters. We'll get to the bottom of it one day. I'll tell you what, for now I, I'm lost. I don't know how. I you put you The think. Kids
0: Are All Right in the same area as the other ones. And so that's why you were like, no, it's actually awesome. I moved it up to, okay, I'll watch it on the Sly with the Mrs. Mm. watch it on the Sly with the Mrs. And then it called its way up into where real movies live it's now playing with the adults
1: right right right.
0: lucky got up there it was never in that ballpark
1: so you're putting them on the same 50 50 mark i am where that could be okay i'll go and pay my money and see what happens you're like yeah that could be okay i'll wait till everyone tells me it is awesome it could be
0: okay probably not fuck gonna see it there's better things out there's much better things out if you're a one a week sure
1: there is that tell you what else is on this week footer flats the dog's tail (laughs) seen it (laughs) <laughs> 25th anniversary playing for two weeks only at event cinema which is one of the things I like about event they took over from Sky City who yeah, took was... over from Village who took over from now that it's an event I like these events they do you know we went and watched Top Gun and yeah. Enter the Dragon I'm with you Footer Flats 25th anniversary and because Billy T's in it I think and the Billy T thing's doing yep we'll talk about Billy T next week cuz we did see that but oh, I just do you know Billy T they had all these 10 dollar premieres around all the events and you don't often see that usually if there's a premiere it's at like St. Luke's yeah. or whatever this was at all of them week 2 the film squad dropped it to nine bucks. Kids and seniors have got a, a downloadable voucher that's eight bucks for kids and seniors. There's free chock-top vouchers on the event site. You can download any ticket purchased ability. You can have a free chock-top with this thing. I've never seen a film drop to cheap on week two. That's ridiculous. And then I read a thing on Flix that they broke a record for the well, they were the second biggest documentary ever to open in New Zealand or something. Did they just drop all the ticket prices so they could get some record with this thing?
0: Yeah, maybe. Or maybe- Maybe they feared nobody would go see it.
1: To just overload us with vouchers. Because
0: it's bizarre for a doc to even open on all those. Why this one? Don't know. Maybe was because it's a Kiwi film. People don't bother going to see these things. Yeah. You got to draw a lot of audiences, man, to get them away from aliens vs. cowboys. You got but I mean, done. why
1: didn't Stephen King's *Desert* get this? He just won something it can't. Love stories on it at the moment. The orator is coming up.
0: Because I mean, they're not going to. Did you say
1: that word, the orator?
0: I think it is. They're not going to be able to pull that in. They need. They haven't got a name like Billy You can't have a marketing campaign for any film. You can't put Florian Hubert on posters across town and expect people to come and. But you can, if you're gonna put your money on something, it's so gonna go b- for a Billy record.
1: Billy out there. No, no, but like, overload everyone with vouchers, and maybe this will break a record. Yeah,
0: totally. Maybe they're like, we would, we should break a record this year because management want us to. Mm-hmm. It shows that cinemas are going up, and it gives a good peace of mind to people. Cinemas are going up, people, gussie more. <laughs> maybe they're hanging around. They're like, holy shit, we can do it with Billy if we fucking make it cheap and go crazy on the advertising campaign, and we put the trailer up before absolutely everything, and then we email the fuck out of them, we spam the shit out of people, mm. and then they did it, and it worked. High five. Kudos. <laughs> Well done. And you'll hear about it next week.
1: True. We'll be talking about that. Incendies is still playing.
0: Oh, we haven't talked about that, but go fucking
1: see it. See yep.
0: Incendies. Don't miss Incendies. But, I'm not giving yep. you my opinion. Maybe I hated it. Go see
1: Incendies. <laughs> now, run to it. I'm in agreement. That's the long And the other one we'll talk about next week is The Tree of Life, which is still playing. But staying on uh, what's new this week, the only other thing of any interest to either of us was Senna.
0: That we saw at the Film Fest. About time. I don't know how to say it. Where was he from? Argentina? <laughs> we haven't saw that. Nigel fell asleep in that. Mm. Oh, not even a denial. Did you actually fall asleep?
1: Yeah, but I made a conscious effort too. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, fair enough. I used to be into Formula One. Sounds so horrible. Way.
1: I made a conscious effort. I watched five minutes and I was just like, this really isn't for me, is it? Actually, I just thought, why did I come to this?
0: Yeah, it was the story of a motor racing genius. Oh, there's that word again. But I mean, that's the tagline, I think. And he goes through the world of Formula One. <laughs> Formula One was relatively entertaining to me. But the Docker wasn't all that good. Holy shit, though. People are loving it in droves. Maybe you got to remember him from the 80s. Maybe he was something else. I don't know. This he is was. one
1: of those bizarre things, too, that Rialto update their website every week with you can book what's on in the next week sort of thing. Every once in a while, I have one that you can book three months in advance because we know this is going to be special and it might sell out, so we're going to give you heaps of time to book. This is one of those. Why this one? I don't even see motor racing as a sport. Like it's, oh, like League. It breaks my mind. I thought if there's anything going to turn me around, it's going to be an award winning doco during festival time anyway but it's pretty good huh it was too much about the guy who i
0: really have no idea. i was looking for car porn formula one filmed in the sun on like crisp cameras those cars are fucking sexy as man <laughs> ferrari goes whizzing past i was hoping to see that shit on the big screen but it was all grainy footage of the 70s dude about some guy running around in speedos giving money to kids and then dying dum-dum-dum like, oh, wait, no, there was no... A spoiler. We
1: didn't do a spoiler alert. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, he has a little battle that everybody knows about, that nobody really cares about. Oh, he's well-spectored to his piers Oh, his country misses him. End. Tear. And fucking there There's nothing too exciting about
1: it. Lido's picked it up. Rialto's picked it up and booking tickets four oh, weeks no in advance. Oh, we got no This is the most what popular
0: it? film of the year. Don't <laughs> listen to us.
1: That segues nicely into Fire in Babylon, the doco about the rise of West Indies cricket, which looked completely boring to me. It's one of those ones you hear a lot about, like, even if you're not into cricket, you can see this, this will change your mind or it doesn't even matter or whatever. You didn't see it. You like cricket. I'll watch cricket.
0: I'll certainly listen to it in the summer if I'm at the beach or camping. I'll go
1: to a game if i got access to
0: beers. I'm not sure I'm to waste my entertainment time on it.
1: No. Well, I think it's being picked up because Academy has got a $40 premiere coming up. So Richard Hadley's coming along to do a Q&A and he's signing a bat live on stage and then giving it away during hot, the screening. Hot damn. $40. Bucks at the academy on uh, the 8th of September. Thursday the
0: 8th,
1: 7pm. How's that? <laughs> there you go, very nice. So that's a festival thing coming back about a sport which looked completely... At least I call cricket a sport. Another fest thing that's coming back, Cave of Forgotten Dreams 3D's been picked up oh, by vent.
0: Yeah. Nice, they knew it would. I think even Bill was in on that shit. Yeah. Hey, head tip to Bill. Well
1: done. <laughs> Not till mid-October, but once again, nice fucking segue. Bill mentioned a film that he really liked during the festival called Weekend about a gay affair, a gay one-night stand. That's getting a special one-off screening, thanks to number eight films, in a couple of weeks, Wednesday the 15th. So I'll talk about that next week. But Good call. I'm definitely going to see that because we're like, what have you liked? He's like, um, Here's one. You know, he's chosen 140 films, yeah, yeah, and we go, yeah. which which did you like? And he goes, this is the one I liked, and I missed it, so I'm going to see it.
0: That's like, what's your top 0.7%? <laughs> yeah. That was very geeky of me, just quickly.
1: But yeah, Cave of Forgotten Dreams, we missed that during the thing, because... It fucking
0: off. sold out on us, super quick. We went, we went early, we paid the big money to get the ones that we're going to sell out at the start.
1: It was never on our 10 passes, or Nos, media Nos. passes, or whatever. We were always going to be paying for it. Why did we leave it so long?
0: Because we thought, it's expensive, it's after the fest. But we should have thought, Herzog, Awesome, and Artie. The Art ones do
1: well. Anyway, it's back, in 3D, at event, I'm so fucking wrapped. I'm there Mid-October And speaking of 3D I just wanted to drop Your Rugby World Cup thing While I was impressed it, That information got past me The company that was doing it Folded And they've got a big uh, Refund policy now On the event site. I want to know why Investigative reporters <laughs> <laughs> figure this shit out You got
0: a tiny notebook? I've got a cool jacket
1: I haven't Sorry
0: Oh fuck it they got that plan I reckon Just if I had to establish Why they went under Because probably A Their equipment probably Cost a fucking fortune And B Nobody probably bought Fucking tickets Because it's on every single your tv channel for free just about mm. you can't even close your eyes and not miss it they're projecting it on people's eyelids there's no need to pay to see this world cup it's in your face hoorah go the all blacks not
1: as a negative Yet somehow <laughs> if they've got this refund policy that means people were booking it months in advance well how when is it people are dicks people were booking it is what i'm saying yeah if they've had to get this refund banner yeah it's sad you know. they
0: went under. i don't like to think of that hopefully i can get myself a cheap 3d camera <laughs>
1: Cool, so we did see movies this week, like we said, Billy T, Incendies, which by the way is pronounced Encendie. Encendie? <laughs> And what else? Tree of Life. Yep. We'll talk about those next week Breakout. because we're exhausted and Corey's been ill. In the meantime, here's those Film Fest things we fucking talked about earlier. Spoiler warning for those.
0: Through the magic of editing and pressing save on a hard drive, you now can have something we recorded a month or so ago when the Film Fest was on. And if you recall at the time, we recorded these in a car, generally in the basement, pretty much immediately after running up the hill from the Civic to Sky City <laughs> and car park to quickly record before we race to another one.
1: Yeah. Stay tuned. You have to listen. We're not. We're off. Bye. So we just got back from Tiny Furniture which It
0: wasn't one of my picks actually But we went along You got a monitor ticket To keep it on the film And make sure there were no stuff ups And I tagged along as a plus one Exciting times Free movies Love that
1: And I chose it because I liked the look of the poster Thought it looked a little bit Miranda July Like me and you And everyone we know And had heard some good stuff Not specifics Just Hey this is a cool thing That's come out of Did
0: well at a fest somewhere
1: Yeah, yeah. Sundance or something, One of those One of those It was a bit of a punt And I liked the poster yep. Which is someone face blurry behind tiny furniture. Tiny furniture.
0: Really really enjoyed it. Like the nothingness of it all this was like a slacker film but with needy girls that reminded me of my sister and stuff <laughs> in certain stages and it wasn't set in like a slacker apartment like cold weather it was set in like a really weird art house with a studio downstairs whose mum takes photos of tiny furniture for a living and the teenage daughter's having parties and she's heading off walk around New York and working at her little job. That party where she was climbing right out of the window and stuff like that. You
1: would set a Google and said she was. Yeah,
0: written, acted, and directed from the trivia that I've found out by the girl. And like in the movie, her mom is a famous artist who takes photos of tiny furniture. In real life, her mom is a famous artist who takes photos of tiny furniture. The house they filmed in is the house they live in. The actor playing her little sister who's still at high school and is a painter is her little sister who's still at high school and is a painter. (laughs) She wrote, acted, and directed herself as a woman who's just finished art school, who comes home and has no job. In real life, she's a woman who's just finished art school, comes home and has no
1: job, so makes this movie,
0: and gets her friends to play roles and writes in... What were you saying about Ty West as well, the director from The Innkeepers?
1: I don't know the exact story, but maybe he cast her in a cameo in his movie, The Innkeepers, and then during that shoot, maybe, he stayed with them because she said she had a spare flat, and then when he got there, it was that house, and so that was all based on him and that it was a bit make... awkward with the mum and so he she so made Ty a... West didn't play himself <laughs> no no Ty West didn't play himself but
0: she based a character on him and just like the rest of the movie it was just something that happened in real life <laughs> but th- there was plenty of quirk in this film that I liked I liked her sulking I liked when her and her sister would apologise to each other and it was all revolved around mum's bed and stuff like that that was very nice was very yeah cool. it was it was
1: very sweet the only thing for me was it really did seem like a first attempt it was quite unpolished but they tried really hard to polish it do you know what I mean yeah the acting was too crisp the lines were too spot on, too witty. It reminded me of the first ten minutes of Juno, before Juno got really cool, which I think Juno got. Okay, yeah. The first ten minutes when it had Rain Wilson in it.
0: He's serving her
1: slushies. At yeah, time. and his dialogue and that's so put on. You're just like, ugh, this movie's gonna suck. The whole movie, remi- not was like that, but reminded me a little of that. Change
0: your opinion now that you know that they're all playing themselves? No, because then they could have
1: played themselves more. Why did it seem so acted if they were playing themselves? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> because
0: amateurs. They're all amateurs trying to play themselves. None of them are actors. (laughs) Not even her. But she was an interesting character. She has an art piece which in the film she has it running in a curated
1: installation thing at a gallery or something.
0: Her video is of her in like a bikini and she's slightly portly I hope she's not going to listen lovely fucking lady Hmm. but slightly portly and has herself in a bikini brushing her teeth in a fountain and then at one stage her friend is reading the YouTube comments about them like was that YouTube video in real life are those real comments and she put them in her film or did she film that for her film in which case it's real life anyway (laughs) man that's very a New York art scene type film I thought yeah, like a new age one she meets some boy and she's into him because he's quite big on YouTube Mm. and a ludicrous friend was kind of cool as well
1: nice set of people nice story And kind of a unique look for me because the family was a mother and two daughters living together. A lot of the things they talked about were really from a female perspective, which I haven't seen too often. The only other one I could think of was um, The Full-Faced Liar, which I also saw earlier this year.
0: Oh yeah, I missed that.
1: Where it's written, directed, and acted by a girl and everything specifically for them, you know? Oh, okay,
0: yeah. I quite like the way the mum was really forgiving and quite mum-like. Like, Like, the daughter would just drink all her wine and the mum would be like, I can't believe you drank. On my wine that's really irresponsible, and the daughter would have a big screaming match. I re looked at the poster since watching it, and the tagline is like, Aura wants you to know she's having a very hard time. <laughs> Tiny furniture, I'm like, wow, that sums it up beautifully, but not until you see it. Like, there's so many stages where she's like, Mom,
1: like Moji doing his Paris Hilton impression,
0: Mom, it's really hard, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Nah, it was cool, it was quirk. And when um, it comes
1: to quirk, I really did prefer things like Submarine and that, but this was a pretty good effort, yeah, just fascinating. To be able oh, I'm glad to
0: see. you liked it. Fascinating to, be able to see into the portrayed New York art set, just her house and shit like that. it was cool.
1: Yeah, it's not even following an artist or something. It's not like deep in the art thing. It's like oh yeah, no, there's no. She's just a young it. layabout who lives in that area and just taking a bit of a punt at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she not exactly great, and she doesn't exactly achieve success or anything.
2: Yeah, pretty cool.
0: Yeah, very much so. Hey, we just got back from Let the Bullets Fly, and our good friend Jake is here. Hey everybody. That was Jake, and Nigel's here obviously, and myself. Right, Let the Bullets Fly. Thoughts gentlemen? Someone tell the audience what it was about, because if I do, I'll come off as a hater.
2: There were, um, there were some bullets flying
0: actually they used the name of the film twice in the
2: film itself that was exciting there were tracer shots quite a bit which I thought was nice for the twenty. there were tracer shots
0: yeah so it was an absurdist comedy film set in it was a mess is what it was comedy it action was all over the place. action
1: comedy lampoon and you got to put period in there as well a bit of a genre
2: mash and possibly homage slash piss take
0: what do you call a film that's based entirely around dudes firing pistols at each other is that a John Woo movie or I mean that's too harsh on John Woo right
2: there was a lot of pistols being slapped on tables
0: <laughs> there was so there's a band who impersonates a gun and he takes the governor as his counsellor but there's a gangster in the town the governor's come to run and mayhem and hilarity ensue with gunfights.
1: Lots of double crossings and... And doubles. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Body doubles. Chow and fat and dual Roll, neither of which worked if you ask me. Well, we haven't uh, got to opinions yet, bro. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot fucking happening is what there was and none of it was relevant. I can't give any more story because I don't think I followed it, really.
2: Okay, so the gangster guy rolls into the town faking himself as the governor turns up there's an entrenched gangster running the town the heroin trade, slave trade, what have you. And then they kind of have a big elongated standoff, tricky Mexican standoff thing happening where they kind of try and outdo each other with their tricky manoeuvres to show up that they know who the other guy is and they know that the other guy knows that they know your guy is dressed as my guy is going in, my guy taunting your guy and he cuts his guts out. I'm lost already. There was a bowl of jelly coming out of some guy's guts. <laughs> yeah. oh, there was a bowl I of know jelly. that much, but only one <laughs> bowl, not two. There
0: was that rapid fire dialogue scene a couple of times. That was mildly amusing the first time.
1: I liked it. I've never seen hot pot uh, Asian films like that with that really quick Bogart and Bacall kind of back and forth dialogue like that. I thought it was neat. I didn't really get much of the film. I got lost. There was too many people in it for me and I'm too slow. But I don't think it mattered. I thought it was really fun.
0: Who were they aiming at? Some parts were awesome. Some parts were terrible. Some parts I enjoyed because they were terrible. Some parts I didn't like because they were trying to be awesome. But other parts were mediocre and I loved them. I know that's a terrible review. This shit was all over the place.
1: You didn't list. There was some stuff they tried to be awesome and it was awesome. Give me an example. (laughs) No, there there was. There
0: was. I like the little whistling takedown scene at the end amongst the rocks. Wow, three quarters of the way through. I think
1: those bird whistles in their mouths.
2: It's awesome. yeah.
0: yeah, there were some really good one-liners. I was glad I was getting some of the comedy because I never
1: get Chinese comedy. There
2: was a lot in it. A lot of comedy. There
1: was the broad stuff like yeah, yeah. the guy flipping around on the drum and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then I thought there was some really clever, witty stuff and quite oh, there for was, a period think... piece, it was quite knowing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It was winking a lot for a period piece. Yeah, it was.
2: It was heavily stylized. Having read a little bit about this film, because it was in a period where there was a lot of change going on in China in the 20s, major dynasties coming to an end and sort of a new system of government starting up and so that's why there was all this turmoil with governors going around and taking over towns but it was reflected in the dress the costume so you had jay in character the gangster dude in essentially western modern dress you had Councillor tang or the actual ma down whatever mm. it was governor dude fake governor guy and traditional costume and then you had our boy director Jiang Wen. or what was his actual name pocky yeah. may or may not have been pocky Zhang. he was in a blend of the two so sometimes he was in traditional garb sometimes he was in more western kind of modern 20s garb Mm-hmm. He looked pretty
0: pimping in his glasses and yeah. hat. I'll give him and that. And so
2: thematically, they were kind of representing old, new, and an uncomfortable mesh of the two. Mm-hmm.
0: Radical. It was having fun with itself. There were a lot of winks and a lot of quirky one-liners. Not quirky. Clever. Like, we'll get him in three moves. We've already done three moves. What Three more moves. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. talking I three couldn't... new moves. Yeah. Three, three... <laughs> Those
1: old moves. These yeah. are the new ones I'm talking I didn't know what to make of it at first. Because right at the start, they have the horse-drawn train. <laughs> and they stab these two hatchets into the train tracks. <coughs> and the train not only crashes... Does- yeah,
2: <laughs> it doesn't roll straight over these Does things. It doesn't triple somersault. And then slightly derailed. <laughs> it just goes for a huge fly through the air.
1: Flew over top of everybody. Into a
2: very average CGI pool. <laughs> yeah.
1: Water. So I didn't know what it was. And then when they first got to the little town, and that drum scene happened quite early on where a huge escape drum rolls away. I love uh, Stephen Chow. Some it guy kung very... fu's another guy into it like 10 times <laughs> with him never hitting the ground. What are we watching? It looked like he was playing football. Yeah, exactly, like shell and socket. But then it came right for half an hour. It was really good and then it was
2: so that guy who was like the mean gnarly kind of guy who was insulted and booted the crap out of this street vendor guy yeah. then just got Changed cowed really it. easily someone pulls out a gun I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't mean to I'm a you know, martial expert but yeah, sorry but it
0: was just like when they bury number 2 and his tombstone they all had names like a rock on sign all of the like, bandit guys carved had...
2: out of wood that
1: was just
0: what was that a what was <laughs> that who was that aimed at? It was just as if he had an idea. That
1: was like a hang loose Yeah, yeah it was. I could be wrong. Thumb and little finger out. Later I mean. on, when they said how much are we now, like 30% or whatever, and they had all the little symbols, wasn't that the 60%?
2: Oh, you reckon like.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was. Maybe yeah. that meant number two as well. It wasn't a hang loose yeah, symbol. Maybe it was
1: like 60%. <laughs> I don't know, because you can't say, well, it wouldn't have been a hang loose thing, because that wouldn't have fit in this movie. Because anything <laughs> fit Zing. in this movie.
0: They do that round table thing, like, you know me well, and if it had been me. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, would have been really good, satisfied. They were if just... it had been me,
2: you know, I would have gone for a boyfriend <laughs> yeah. her husband it
0: was full of ideas and many of them came off okay if I but I wa- found
1: that fun to watch because of that like Butcher Chef and the Swordsman was dreadful for that very reason this yeah. was I found myself glued to it for that very reason I was what doing some self
0: analysing wondering why I wasn't hating it when I was watching it because there'd be things that would come on and be like wow Corey would normally hate on this hardout <laughs> what's wrong with him I think I was just sitting in a nearly empty civic with a couple of friends watching a thing on a fest that's not trying too hard a wink at this I enjoyed that I can wait two minutes of crap for the next. 10 minutes of good, yeah. but it certainly wasn't anything you could categorise. I'd hate to have to put this on the shelf in the DVD store. <laughs> Cult fest, weird, comedy foreign, Asian. Yeah, with a lot of pistol play. Lugers, I believe. Yeah, I do like looking at Lugers on screen. I'm all about that. I'm so glad you put
1: that in. I'm still a Jiang Wen fan though. I just like his face.
0: He's fucking Asian Martin Lawrence man. <laughs> I've said it on air like episode 5 I'll say it again. I even went back and did a Google image search on him and Martin Lawrence just to prove to myself how fucking right I was and I'm fucking right. He's Asian yeah, Martin Lawrence. Right. He needs
1: a theme song. It's just because he's always bald and his ears are a bit sticky out, right? Or and no, his face it's looks like Martin Lawrence. Right, yeah,
0: those three things. Oh, yeah, right. exactly. Could you be a bit more specific and call him like, Chinese Martin Lawrence? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want to go down that route.
2: <laughs> they might get confused in the UK. In the UK,
0: there was, um,
1: might get confused. Also. I think yeah, the totally. Japanese Martin Lawrence is really offended now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they can fight it out for the Asian Martin Lawrence title. <laughs> and also there was, yeah, I'm going to embarrass myself now, but if we were watching it in Cantonese, there was Mandarin subtitles. I haven't seen that before. Right, 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 Oh, right, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, What I found weird was, like, all the bird calls and stuff, and there was even a few hand signals that he was saying do it to his men, were subtitled in English. Were they also subtitled in... Chinese? In the, one in one of those Chinese, Chinese languages? In.
0: Probably. You'd hope so. I didn't like, notice what, that. The, I didn't those,
1: notice it not look? Those subtitles get stripped off for us, or... You'd think it'd
2: be easy enough to do.
0: Unless all Chinese are born to speak bird whistle hand take down
1: <laughs> counter-espionage
0: manoeuvres, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty fun, but it's not making the top of any lists, I hate to say. Only because it came slap-bang in the middle of a fest full of fantastic films. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't an incredibly strange section either. No. It was in where the rest of the films are. It was quite good fun though. It
2: did have a lot of jokes. I think you're right. I think it did have quite a few clever sort of jokes. Mm. And subtle kind of winks and what have you. But it almost felt like it had been five minutes setting one up sometimes. Mm. You're like, oh. Yeah. That, that was purely just for that joke, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> was the runtime two hours twenty? It felt like an hour forty. And there was so much dialogue. Like Not only were there scenes where they went hard out on dialogue, reply, dialogue, reply, rapid fire. Like we got there for four minutes two or three times. But the rest of it was constant talk and information.
1: It was hard to take notes on actually because they wouldn't shut up. <laughs> they would just talk, talk, talk.
0: Did you give up on notes halfway through something? Yeah, that? absolutely. Yeah. It's not that like you missed anything. In the end the good guy won. Oh, ruined it. Spoiler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've seen a few of Zhang Wing's films now. Some as a director, some as actor, some as both. This was another one he was actor, co-writer, director. And uh, I can't pin this guy down. He's one of those, you know, oh, Michael yeah. Winterbottom and oh, Steven yeah. Soderbergh and that. You're never going to guess what he's going to put out next. I didn't see this coming. Highlights
2: of this particular film?
1: I would actually go with that scene Corey already brought up around the table when you go you know me <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliantly filmed actually
0: I'll take the shootout scene 60% of the way through the one in the forest where they're really employing the bird calls and stuff Oh yeah, yeah, two yeah. and three yeah. take the west yeah, yeah. there were scenes like that that elevated it, was... it above stupid comedy if they'd have made the entire film about this it could have been yeah I like that part that the director was showing off mm. less so the Stephen Chow kicking the drum against the
1: oh yeah that'll come up when we go around and do worse scenes. <laughs> I think that's a unanimous I quite enjoyed the dialogue
2: scene when he first went to the dinner at Cheon Fat's place Mm. and I also quite like kind of the comedy but at Two's funeral when they were all going up and talking to Two oh they address the camera Address the camera you think they're talking to the dead body of Two and they're giving all their advice and councillor Tang comes along and says ah look you know we'll make some money and it'll be a fine your death won't have been in vain kind of thing (laughs) and then they step back and they're looking at the 60% hang loose (laughs) cardboard man
0: (laughs) actually I also like where the three Cheon Fat Asian Martin Lawrence and fake councillor with the long hair and the bad teeth give their addresses as if it's the start of Patton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out to the big crowd. And where
2: did the big crowd come from? The town was like tiny, <laughs> a couple of main streets, and then all of the a sudden they're in a massive square <laughs> with yeah. thousands of people.
0: Did we miss any massive symbolism with it being called Goose Town and there being geese? And Bound but, to have. Yeah, maybe goose means something more to us in Chinese than, it,
1: mm, than yeah, just a Christmas
0: yeah. dinner. Hot pot. I don't think we need to do the bad parts, do
1: we? I just want to chuck one in. There was this big drum, right? <laughs> no. And <laughs> Chow Yun Fat telling Chow Yun Fat how to walk. <laughs> oh, <that's> uh, really <laughs> I hated that scene. <laughs> Chow yun doing his goofy walk with his slapstick routine. Really? Aren't you a crouching <laughs> <it working> tiger? <laughs>
0: for... <laughs> so do you think Asia Martin Lawrence is friends with Chow yun and got him in on this or he did it for the paycheck or mm. what? I wonder if it was cameo
1: filled with like Chinese celebrities. There was actually and special appearance by and there was four of them none of which I knew. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like it, to know it, which ones there were. It
0: felt to me like a Christmas pantomime special where a dude rings up all his mates and gets them in and just like listen man we're just going to rip off a bunch of python skits and they could play that on like Christmas Eve to the entire family, it wasn't that violent. Deaths were off camera for the bulk of it.
2: One of the worst things I thought was the opening, when they were having their sing-along in the carriage, and the dudes going, I, oh. I love your singing, I love your food. And that was painful. Dragged. And it was like that forced laughter that they were doing. Man, there, there was,
0: was a lot, laughter, so much laughter through it. That brash Chinese laughter that villains do. Right. Every second line was that.
1: Chow Yun-Fat was ripping it out a lot. I didn't <laughs> yeah. notice that. I mean, <laughs> he seemed to really enjoy doing his role. I didn't enjoy his role. <laughs> he seemed to enjoy <laughs> it. it.
0: Yeah, I was definitely on the side of Asian Martin Lawrence and his buddies and they were all quirky enough each of his six nine however many there were yeah patch man
2: <laughs> oh yeah his bandito gang or whatever had masks and they were all mahjong told so hence they've got the numbers for the names mm.
1: I just thought they were cool masks they
2: were
0: super like cool masks even when you can smoke through one yeah <laughs> but every man who was dog in that town cool. had one and they
2: had oh, multiple some special bandits but ah, oh, here we go did where they, did those guys get our masks from here
1: everyone changed to number four all of a sudden it's just like oh, well, oh, I'll reach into my bag of nine masks
2: and <laughs> <laughs> next worst moment after the big scenes in the the town where they lay out the money and then they lay out the weapons old dude and some girls laughing it up and gambling and <laughs> with bullets and guns. Yeah. oh come on <laughs> that's a good example it's like a really terrible i'd buy that for a dollar you know when the villagers
0: pick up the guns and run and yeah. take down the citadel and then just for like a laugh they'd show that old guy running through like behind <laughs> how many times have you see that when like 50 dogs will run through and then like a little puppy will scamper off it's just like wow he just couldn't resist throwing everything in here's an opportunity here's the comical old just for try. a bit of a joke well the last Huge thing we saw him
1: in we've already seen. Him this year, it was Chow Chow or whatever his name was, Sao Cao or something in The Lost Bladesman. Yep. That was a Chinese period piece that had no jokes in it. And maybe he was just like, man, they could have had like a puppy trailing there. <laughs> if I was in chart, fuck it. Next one, I'm directing. I'm spicing <laughs> this shit up.
0: I wonder if he's like a serious director who felt he needed some comedy or if he's a dude that went to comedy school and just decided, me, yeah, I can direct some action. <laughs> in knows?
1: 2000, he made this brilliant one, it was written, directed, I don't know if starring, but um, called Devils on the Doorstep, it was at the festival actually, about the Japanese Japan's taken over some part of China and they capture some Japanese folks who are left in this little Chinese village and they can't speak to each other. Some comedy ensues, but it was a black and white dramatic piece. Lots of people dying. Really good movie. Don't know where this came from. <laughs> and he made The Lost Gun. He's flexing his directing muscle. Good on him. I liked that ish sometimes. Yeah, it was... <laughs> I hate to reuse races, but forgettably enjoyable. Are you going to recommend it to anybody? I'm not. There's probably better things to recommend. Yeah. Watch Devils on the Doorstep, or Redcliffe, or...
2: Probably Battles <laughs> Man from Nowhere for laughs. <laughs> yeah. The Yellow
0: Sea, just to change country, genres, and films.
1: <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen Yellow Sea yet. You got a new episode coming out, Jake? Best Worst Podcast? Yeah, I think we've got some sort of mid thing, although we are only
2: really able to grab 15 minutes between films the other night to mm.
1: rapid fire through
2: 20... 25 films or something. Almost like a thumbs up, thumbs down, but then, you know, with a little bit of extra discussion on a couple. Just
1: for a teaser, I've got a few of Doug's tweets. He's is he having a good time? He was having a bad time with audiences.
2: <laughs> that he is. <laughs> Some guy in front of him in one of the films took a phone call in the theatre. Oh, no. <laughs> there was someone else in another screening who at least kind of sat near the back, took the call because they obviously were expecting it, and immediately went outside. Uh, it's understandable. <laughs> but who takes a call in a theatre <laughs> that's got a film going and sits there and proceeds to talk?
1: And like a film festival. Well, you assume your audience is respectable. I've had it happen in one screening before many years ago, but it was my friend. It was the guy I was with did it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not friends with that person anymore funnily enough It
0: was Rango those dudes behind us answered that phone Oh yeah that's right We I, I even
1: th- talked about it first Should I answer it? Shall I answer yeah. it?
2: No, Doug was having a bit of a stressful time. Oh, I haven't had too bad an experience. I did have to tell one of my friends that probably shouldn't text for large periods of films. Oh man, mm. even having
0: your phone on is a mortal sin.
2: I told him during the interval at uh, uh, Edinburgh, uh, Yeah, <laughs> the unscheduled interval. <laughs> just to make sure we're
0: not coming fir- off as audience haters. <laughs> man, the audience were behaved in this. Not a peep. Yeah, they're yeah. great. Except for laughter when it was required. It was quite a bit of that. It
1: felt like a bit of a special club because there wasn't that many people there. So it felt like it was just the cool cats who were there late on a... Late on a Sunday rock at hard yeah. yeah watching a kind of midnight madness film almost cool man thanks Jake no worries indeed thanks, talk to you again soon See ya.